Coming up on 5-Minute News. Hundreds trapped as Hurricane Ian heads for South Carolina. Ginny Thomas reiterates false election claims for January 6th committee. And army doctor and spouse indicted for leaking medical data to Russia. It's Friday, September 30. I'm Anthony Davis. Rescue crews piloted boats and waded through inundated streets on Thursday to save thousands of Floridians trapped amid flooded homes and shattered buildings left by Hurricane Ian, which crossed into the Atlantic Ocean and churned towards South Carolina. Hours after weakening to a tropical storm while crossing the Florida Peninsula, Ian regained hurricane strength on Thursday evening over the Atlantic. The National Hurricane Center predicted it would hit South Carolina as a Category 1 hurricane today. The devastation inflicted on Florida came into focus a day after Ian struck as a monstrous Category 4, one of the strongest storms ever to hit the U.S. It flooded homes on both of the state's coasts, cut off the only road access to a barrier island, destroyed an historic waterfront pier, and knocked out electricity to 2.67 million Florida homes and businesses, nearly a quarter of utility customers. Four people were confirmed dead in Florida. They included two residents of hard-hit Sanibel Island along Florida's west coast. Three other people were reported killed in Cuba, after the hurricane struck there on Tuesday. In the Fort Myers area, homes had been ripped from their slabs and deposited among shredded wreckage. Businesses near the beach were completely razed, leaving twisted debris. After leaving Florida as a tropical storm on Thursday and entering the Atlantic north of Cape Canaveral, Ian spun up into a hurricane again with winds of 75 miles per hour. A hurricane warning was issued for the South Carolina coast and extended to Cape Fear on the southeastern coast of North Carolina. The wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Virginia Ginny Thomas, stood by the false claim that the 2020 election was fraudulent during an interview Thursday with the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection, the panel's chairman said. It's a work in progress, Representative Benny Thompson told reporters after the more than four-hour interview ended. At this point, we're glad she came, he said. The committee has for months sought an interview with Thomas in an effort to know more about her role in trying to help former President Trump overturn his election defeat. The far-right activist texted with White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and contacted lawmakers in Arizona and Wisconsin in the weeks after the election. Thomas answered some of the questions from congressional investigators on Thursday as she sought to portray herself as among the many Americans who still believe the lies being told that the 2020 election was stolen. But she did not provide any evidence or specific reasoning to back up her belief. The testimony from Thomas was one of the last remaining for the panel as it eyes the completion of its work. The panel has already interviewed more than a thousand witnesses and shown some of that video testimony in its eight hearings over the summer. The extent of her involvement in the Capitol attack is unclear. In the days after the election, Thomas emailed two lawmakers in Arizona 
to urge them to choose a clean slate of electors and stand strong in the face of political and media pressure. A Johns Hopkins anesthesiologist and her spouse, a doctor and major in the US Army, were federally indicted on Wednesday for attempting to provide medical information about members of the military to the Russian government. Anna Gabrielian and Jamie Lee Henry, who had a secret security clearance as a doctor at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, communicated and met several times with an undercover FBI agent who they believed was from the Russian embassy, offering sensitive medical information on military members and their families, the indictment alleges. 36-year-old Gabrielian touted the Rockville couple's access to the health records as a useful long-term weapon. During an initial August 17 meeting in a Baltimore hotel room, Gabrielin told the agent she was motivated by patriotism towards Russia to provide any assistance she could to Russia, even if it meant being fired or going to jail. Her spouse had access to not just medical information, she said, but insight into how the US military establishes army hospitals in war conditions and about training the military provided to Ukrainian military personnel. Henry participated in a second meeting later that night. Henry also told the agent she had looked into volunteering to join the Russian army after the conflict in Ukraine began. Gabrielian is listed as an instructor of anesthesiology and critical care medicine at Hopkins, and her profile page says she speaks Russian. Henry received attention in 2015 after becoming the first known active duty army officer to come out as transgender. The indictment was handed up Wednesday and unsealed Thursday. The pair are charged with conspiracy and wrongful disclosure of individually identifiable health information. They made their initial appearance in court and were released on home detention. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.